they call them We got a dope interview for y'all today. We got some dope people on the panel. And Eric B and Rakim are the West Poppin' Artists of the Day. Let's get into it, y'all. Rakim Maintains to make melodies for MCs, motivates to break some everlasting. I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as X rays. I can take a phrase that's rarely heard, flip it. Now it's a daily word. I can get ill and I'm a killer and bomb, but no alarm. Rock Kim will remain calm. Self esteem make me super superb and supreme before a microphone. Still, I feed. This was a tape. I wasn't supposed to break. I was supposed to wait, but let's motivate. I want to see and keep following and swallowing. Taking the making, biting the balling. Brothers try and others die to get the formula But I'ma let you sweat, you still ain't warm You a step away from frozen, stiff as if you're posing Digging to my brain as the rhyme gets chosen So follow me or what you're thinking you were first Let's travel at magnificent speeds around the universe What could you say as the earth gets further and further away Planets are small as the balls of clay A stray into the Milky Way Worlds out of sight, far as the eye can see Not even a satellite Now stop and turn around and look As you stand in the darkness, your knowledge took so keep staring soon, you suddenly see a star You better follow it, cause it's the all This is a lesson if you're guessing it, if you're following Hurry, hurry, step right up and keep following the leader Follow the leader, I can Try to step off yourself struck I came to overcome before I'm gone By showing and proving and letting ours be born Then after that I'll live forever You disagree? You say never? Then follow me from century to century You remember me in history Not a mystery or a memory I'm called by nature, mind raised in Asia Since you was tricked, I have to raise you From the cradle to the grave But remember, you're not a slave Cause we were here to be much more than that But we couldn't see it because our mind was trapped but I'm here to break away the chains, take away the pains, remake the brains, rebuild my name. I guess nobody told you a little now it's dangerous. It can't be mixed, diluted, it can't be changed the switch. Here's a lesson if you're guessing and following. Hurry, hurry, step right up and keep following the leader. Follow the leader, I can't sing. 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 Freestyle, lyrics of fury My third eye make me shine like jury You're just a renter rapper, your rhymes are men and made I'll be here when it fade, I watch it flip like a renegade I can't wait to break and eliminate On every trade of a snake, so stay awake And follow and follow, because the tempo's a trail The stage is a cage, the mic is a third rail I rock him, the fiend of a microphone I'm not him, so leave my mic alone Soon as the beat is felt, I'm ready to go So fasten your seatbelt, cause I'm about to flow No need to speak, slow down and let the leader lead Word to daddy, indeed the R's a roller stone, so I'm rolling. Directions is told, then the rhymes are stolen. Stop bugging the brother, said dig him. I never dug him. He couldn't follow the leader long enough, so I drug him. It's a danger zone, he should arrange his own face at this basic, erase and change of tone. It's one R in the alphabet. It's a one-letter word, and it's about to get more complex from one rhyme to the next. Every B be easy on the flex. I've been from stage to 
to stay followers Tailgate, keep coming, but you came too late, but I'll wait So back up, regroup, get a grip, come equipped You're the next contestant, clap your hands, you wanna trip The price is right, don't make a deal too soon How many notes get the name this tune? Follow the leader is a title theme task Now you know you don't have to act Rappers rhythm and poetry, cuss, create sound effects You might catch up if you follow the records he wrecks Until then, keep eating and swallowing You better take a deep breath and keep following the leader That was the legendary Eric Ben Rakim with Follow the Leader. If you don't know anything about hip hop, just Google Eric Ben Rakim. That'll be a good start. But Follow the Leader is available on all streaming platforms. If you would like to have your music played on Riders Live, just email bookingriders at gmail.com. That's booking, R O D E S, at gmail.com. Or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www.rodesonline.net via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day, or if you would like to be interviewed, or if you would like ad space, submit via the booking form on ridersonline.net. Alright? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Rodis T20. That's dollar sign R-O-D-E-S T20. Alright? Alright. Welcome to Rodis Live. I am your host, Rodis. Today I have three special guests. Would y'all introduce yourself? Ladies first. Hey, my name is Napira. Hi, I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Brian Redman. I'm the Relationship Rehab. Uh, catch me on YouTube, Relationship Rehab. Okay, so the name of this episode is Sheep Society. So um, what we're going to talk about today is everybody on this bandwagon following thing. Um, you get it from the platforms, um, Facebook, follow me, Instagram, follow me, um, Twitter, follow me. Everybody is following, and it seems like people have lost their ability to think for themselves because they're so um, influenced by social media. What's your thoughts, Napira? Um at this point the way i see it is nobody's a thinker anymore and if you are a thinker you get called out for being a thinker so if you go against the grain if you go against what's being said what's being in front of you the indoctrination process then everybody thinks all oh, your conspiracies or how dare you think like that or you're strange or you're odd because we won't go along with the programming I can say this before I pass it over to the friends. The other day I was watching a documentary and it was something that my grandma, my granddad used to tell me like, stop watching the idiot box. You know, we call it TV programming, right? Well, it is scientifically proven that TV puts you in an alpha wave and it doesn't allow you to think. So it bypasses your own thinking process. So is watching too much videos or things on the computer so what they're doing is dumbing us down so that we can't catch any narrative that they throw at us. Okay. Your thoughts, Mr. Ratman? Um, I, I, I think um, what the other young lady just said was spot on. I mean, there's a thing to where we have, you know, if you're not essentially listening, you know, to what the narrative is that the media is giving you or what a particular group that's in power at the time is giving you, then the whole cancel culture thing kicks in and 
that's kind of like almost like the um, the Salem witch hunts. It's like one of those things to where, if, you know, if I think you're a witch, then off to the stake you go to be burned. And and what's really terrifying about that is is not just the one person who may think that it's the crowd and the droves of people who will cheer it on and not ask any questions. The right. fact that we are in a social media age to where social media has, has been like the new drug. It's, it's, it's the new crack that didn't hit the streets. And it's like everything now is for likes and, and it's for shares and it's for, you know, those subs, whatever it is that you're doing for that attention. But these people are willing to do anything for that attention you know, going against morals, going against values, whatever the case may be. If it gets me the likes that I want, then I'm all, I'm all for it, regardless of, you know, who life I may ruin, what lies I may tell. It's just one of those things where people just, we all are just starving for this attention and we're doing anything for it. And I think that's dangerous. I'm in, I'm in agreement with that 100% because um, we all have a job. We all have a responsibility. I don't mean to cut you off, Ms. Chang. Um, what's your thoughts? Um, I actually agree with everybody. Can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. Okay. Um, I'm actually in agreement with everybody. I feel like it's a definite direct link with social media and this sheep mentality. Um, like the gentleman said, it's like everybody, if you don't agree with what everybody else is thinking, you're singled out, like you're the odd one, something wrong with you. Why are you following like the sheep? And by, you know, I feel like you get, you know, attacked if you don't fit in with everybody else and do what everybody else do. There's something wrong with you. If you are that leader and you, you use your common sense and your logical thinking and your critical thinking, something's wrong with you because you're not following what, you know, the style is or whatnot. Um, so I do feel like it's like a witch hunt or something if you different from the others and you're not that sheep. Right, okay. Well, if I can piggyback on what the young man just said, something that was important about the lights this they did the documentary about mm, three years ago but they said every time you get that light and somebody liking you on twitter or facebook or whatever that it releases dopamine it releases a high so it really is associated with a drug it's just your natural drug so everybody is chasing that high and we know what it's like if you're a crack addict or if you once you get high it's like you gotta have it so it transcends their thought process you're no longer thinking because you're standing in euphoria that's not real. Exactly. Um, it's just like with dating. On social media, you know, in real life, it's nothing like the chase. I, I come from the era where you have to actually get a phone number. But what people don't understand, like on social media, even though I'm married now, you know, somebody, they'll put up with whatever bullshit that they got to deal with on social media until they can actually get the opportunity. They are DM you to death. Uh, good morning, sweetheart, to death. You know, whatever they gotta do until they conquer that conquest. But nobody in real life is gonna be bothered with that. Which is why a lot of women, they missing out on their husband or whatever, because nobody don't have time for that in real life, in reality. Reality, that's where reality sets in. And then that's where the disconnect comes because people can't balance the two. But one example that I want to bring up is um, Trump and Biden, for example. Everybody had their reasons for, you know, one Biden as president, Trump as president. Um, me, myself, I don't think Biden is doing a good job. Even though um, Trump had his faults, he wasn't perfect. But I would rather have Trump in, especially like right now, like we're, we're getting poked. We'll say getting poked, but to be politically correct. I'm not with getting poked, you know. I feel like the creator has made me perfect. And I deal with um, whatever comes with it, like I've been dealing with everything else. You understand? Napera, your thoughts on getting poked? First of all. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts on getting stretched out, getting poked. 
Okay. Yeah, we're going to leave that alone. We're going to just put that right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, when I say that, I mean they trying they trying to they trying to assassinate you from all bro angles. just say getting the poke. Right, no, I told you. Two different things, bro. Look, hold on. You, what's what show we on? You still want to talk about political views? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh Getting the poke. Getting the poke. The jab. Okay. The jab. Oh, for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it already went down. Just say the jab. The jab. Getting the jab. Go ahead. Actually, this has been my hot button talk conversation for about the last three, four weeks. I didn't kind of fell out with cousins and friends and stuff like that because what I'm telling them, like, hey, look, I don't care if you do or you don't. But you need to make it your choice. Anytime somebody forces or mandated to be not your choice, they are violating your human rights as a human person, as a human spirit. So if you feel like that's your safety, then you do that. I'm not knocking if that's your level of trust because all of us got different degrees. Personally, I'm not doing it. Personally, I don't want to do it. I know people who are in positions where their job is telling them they have to do it or they get fired. So I sent them some legal like, look, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. Tell them they need to take the assumption of liability before you take that. And most jobs is not going to get that. They're not going to sign off to say, hey, we at fault if you get hurt two years, three years down the line after you got this poke. My problem is, listening, if you, anybody's following what's going on in Georgia, what's going on in Florida and uh, Texas, it was the first morning in, in the last two weeks where I've been excited that I live down south and I got a Republican, go Republican governor. Why? Because they're not going along with the grain. They like, look, we're not shutting our city back down. We're not masking back up. It didn't work. All of a sudden, y'all say, remask, take the vaccine. We're going to be okay. We take the vaccine and then y'all say a new variant came out and oh, oh you got to mask back up because the vaccine don't work. So somewhere along, somebody's playing with our brains right there. How they tell you, ooh, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot, and we can go back to living normal. And then all of a sudden, people got the shot, and they can't go back to living normal. My girl was just in Dominican Republic. Do you know they couldn't get off the boat? Because they was like, yeah, even if you got the vaccine, you can't come to our waters. You can't get in the waters. You could go shop, but you can't go to the beach. Well, then what's the point of getting the boat? So I get the Pope to go back to normal when you still tell me I'm restricted and I can't live my life. That doesn't make sense. That's counterintuitive. So make it make sense for me. Okay. I just want to say one thing and then we're going to go to you, Brian. Um, they they um, trying to pass the vaccine off and everything. Like I watch Marvel. I watch the Loki series. Loki is the damn variant that they are chasing. Have y'all noticed that brand? Have you noticed that? <laughs> you know, I ain't, I only got about maybe about three to five percent conspiracy theory in my mind. So okay. I know no, a lot of people have said that, but all I'm saying is they're trying to pass it over and everything. And Marvel is a huge platform. So and I was just watching it. That's what was on the TV. Y'all find right. Go ahead, Brian. That's on you now. Um, I guess my thing is is <sighs> For me, I I won't take it. I, I just won't take it. But I don't have any comorbidities. I don't have any major health issues. I don't have asthma, emphysema. I don't have any of that kind of stuff. So I actually got uh, Delta a few weeks ago and I, I beat it. I'm here. I fought it. I'm good. You know, um, I would suggest and what I've done, even on my show, I did a show about this. People who have those issues. The only reason why I would say to take it is because essentially you got nothing to lose. Because if you catch it and you do get those things, then you're going to be in trouble anyway. It's just like pneumonia. When people will get pneumonia, you know, you get pneumonia at, at 15 and getting it at 82, two different things. You got a lot more stuff going on. So it, in all actuality, if I had a lot of comorbidities and things like that happening, I probably would take it just to help me and take a chance because it's a dice roll either way. But for those of us that are in fairly good health, for those of us that are young, 
all of the children, you under 25, it shouldn't even be an issue of you taking it. You get, it's just like when we were kids, we got all kind of stuff, passed it around and it made us, you know, we called for a while, sneezed for a while, even had to stay home, whatever, flu, whatever it was. And we were back at it as kids because we were just that resilient. These little kids, yeah, you know, these little kids that are getting it, you know, it's not like they go into their deathbed and it's all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's like one kid out of every three, 400,000 that's even having to go to the hospital. And those kids have issues though. So it's like, it's one of those things to where it's, I'm just looking at it from a common sense perspective. Why would I take something that, and be forced to take something that I don't need, that I can actually, I can beat. I've never taken the flu shot. And that's only because I've had a pretty good, strong immunity because I've been around, I was a little league baseball coach for 20 years. I've been in, I was in schools as a teacher assistant for five years. I was in the school as a, um, as a computer technician for six years. I've done all of those things. So I've been around those kids. So I have a pretty good, strong uh, immune system. I'm not taking it. I don't want my kids to take it. And there shouldn't be a mandate to say that you have to take something that they cannot even prove works. You have it to say, hey, you got to take polio, take a polio shot. Yeah, we've proven polio works. You take that polio, it tastes like metal. It got a nasty taste to it, but you won't get polio. Right. It's one of the things where you're telling me, take this jab and then if I take it, I can still get it and I can still transmit it. Then all I'm saying is if it's not gonna benefit me from an immune standpoint, why would I be forced to take it and why should I have to take it? And I still gotta wear a mask and I still gotta tell everybody else to do the same. It's like, it's, it doesn't add up to me. And until it does, I'm good. Okay, okay um, we got a nurse on the panel. What, what do you think about this? Um, basically, I agree with that regarding this vaccine. First, you know, it's pretty relatively new. You know, this is a different version of like the swine flu and all the bird flu and all the other stuff that happened years ago. Um, one, you can still get, you know, COVID. Some people have gotten the vaccine and have died still, even though they got the vaccine. So like you said, it's a based on your immunity and what's going on with your body. Um, two, it's all about money. Um, basically, you know, the president, um, he signed this mandate because hospitals, nursing homes, schools, all that get funding. And if they don't force the um, workers to get the vaccine, they lose that funding. So it all boils down to money, pretty much. That's why they're trying to force this thing because it's all about money. Even with the thing, what do y'all think about Delta charging their employees $200 if they don't get the vaccine? Oh, well, that's $200 I have, so fuck it. No, it's $200 you got to pay. So all the employees that get the vaccine, they're good. But if you don't, take you that shit, to- Take that shit out of my flexible spending account. <laughs> they're taking it out of their account out of their budget out of their payroll that's what i'm saying you can have it but it when, ain't when, right though when you look at the fact and, and just like the other young lady said you know when you follow the money it all leads back to big pharma it all leads back yes. to millionaires that have benefited from this you know think about the people who make masks the people that make their medical equipment and all this ppe equipment all of these people have benefited from this beyond i mean and we're not just talking about, oh, business is up 20%. No, these people have literally doubled and tripled their business yeah. because of this. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things to where, you know, you got your hand on the brass ring and you ain't going to let it go. You, 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 you have the gravy train rolling. I ain't going to be the one to stop it. If I was the number one mass manufacturer in the country, I'm going to support every politician that wanted. I'm going to encourage every politician. Look. I need to donate to all of y'all campaigns, $10,000 a piece, because I need y'all to keep pushing this because of the benefit I'm getting from it. And it's like, I understand that's what it is, but I'm more so shocked that we're not asking these questions saying, you know, I mean, you got people telling you to do something and you're not even, you don't have the wherewithal to even ask the question and say, okay, well, why? The fact that the CDC, because everybody love to, you know, throw out the CDC, the CDC, the CDC. Yeah, well, the CDC has flip-flopped on their stance on this, not once, not Several twice. Times. They went back and forth five or six times over the past Several 18 times. months. Yes, and it's have. like one of those things where I get it, 
but I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to say, you know, you know, the fact that, yeah, this is what they said. So we got to do it. Man, you a fool if you thinking that way. Because you're you know? credible at that point. You're losing your yeah, Absolutely. With anybody. What? Yeah. 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 My girl lied to me first five time. times. Bitch, you liar. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you may have issues. You may have problems. Whatever the case may be. You could be on drugs. I, I understand all that. Fact remains, you're a liar. I can't trust what it is that you say. You know what I'm saying? It's like we we don't... We always try to be so absolute with certain stuff. And then if we see something's wrong, we don't want to change. We'll double down on it. We'll, we'll yeah. go with that whole regardless. So it don't matter. It, it is what it is. I said what I said. It's like, wait a minute. If, right. I've been, if I've been telling you something for two, three, four, five months, and then I change it, and then I change it again, and then I change it again, you don't think that you should maybe question my judgment? Wait, see, you know, we used to say, if it looked like a duck. <laughs> Man. This shit, this shit worse than, this, this shit worse than uh, the Madoff schemes. And what's really yeah. bad about this is that um, the pharmaceutical companies cannot be sued or none of that. But your job can be held liable if you die yeah. or some shit but, like that. But that's the very thing that let you know that is bull crap or that it's a smoking screen but everybody does every but everybody does not know this everybody but, does not know yeah, yeah. but it's like my thing is the, the vaccinated are super spreaders they're the ones spreading it everywhere. And I think too, people not washing their hands anymore. Remember they were snatching up the Clorox bleach wipes and the hand soap and all that stuff. You couldn't find it in a store. Now you can find it in a store. It's because people not washing their hands and, and practicing, you know, hand, hand hygiene. That's yeah. what I too, why it's spread and, and resurging because people went back to their nasty ways. But not and, and see, the thing is though, from a biological standpoint, you know, we as human beings, period, cross from here to India, wherever, we are made to genetic, just, just our, our DNA, the way we're created biologically, we are supposed to exchange germs. Yes. I mean, it, it seems nasty, but, but that's happens. what we are, we are designed to do that. And yeah. it's like, you're trying to block that by keeping a mask. It's like all of the, the, the benefits that we have, that I've gotten over the years from a kid, from herd immunity, exchanging those nasty germs has gotten me to where I am today. The human yeah. species evolved because of that. Being right. exposed to certain things, and it's gonna lead to my, my, my main point, being exposed to certain things will eventually over time alter you, it'll change you. Just That's just the, the way that the circle like of life goes. Well, but, I mean, they said that already. They said yeah. that genetically, if we would all go ahead and get it, some we're gonna lose some of us. That's inevitable. We're gonna lose some with the flu, pneumonia, whatever. Car crash, airplane, whatever is gonna happen. Right. But my but thing would be if y'all are so hell bent on us getting this, that makes me side-eye more than anything. When has the government ever Absolutely. said if you got a hundred or more employees, y'all got to do this, or the Department of Labor is gonna find you? When have all of these other companies said y'all gotta get it or you can't work here? You can't fly, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to the grocery store. It makes me say, well, damn, if y'all trying to make me take something that ain't even proven, then it gotta be something else hooked on to this to that where we may not find out, you know, next six months, but possibly in the next six years, it'll point back and say, yeah, y'all remember that shit they made y'all take? Well, now everybody grows a third arm. So be looking for yours in the next two years. <laughs> and we sitting here like, what the hell? This shit, this shit is like, um, this shit is like, I'm not comparing this to the Holocaust by no means. When I'm talking about the steps leading up to it, everybody might as well be wearing a German style or some shit like, you know, the Jewish style, some shit. The actually, you, actually you, you, you're right though. It, it's more, it's not necessarily to the Holocaust, but it's more Hitler-esque, if yeah. you will. Yeah. You know, pe people don't realize it. It's like, it, that's one of the things I've just learned by asking questions and just doing research, you know, Hitler started out at a pub, talking Look, at a table. Talking shit, drinking. Just, yeah, hey, you know, just shooting shit. shit. Talk just up. talking, yeah. Turned, then it turned into him standing on top of a bar inside of that pub. Next thing you know, he's outside of the pub on a soapbox. So much time goes on, he got the whole corner. He got the whole block. Next thing you know, 
what he what started out as just a little conversation over drinks actually becomes a movement. Now, after that movement, what do movements do? They seek political power. And he did it. And it's like a lot of people don't realize that, yeah, you look at everybody just think of Hitler and think of the German war and the Holocaust. Hitler almost took over the world. He did. He all and it was to the point to where everybody said, wait, do y'all see this little motherfucker here? We can't just let him care. Hey, man, hold on. Let's stop this. Somebody gotta stop him because he on his way. Kick and the bottom of that motherfucker chair. But see, now that's the question, like with your podcast, who becomes the town criers? Who becomes the ones to say, hey, do you not see what they doing and what they saying to us? You don't see this Marxist movement. You don't see this Hitlerism movement. You don't see the eugenicist movement. You don't see that they're trying to wipe us out mass. What, what, what cripples my brain is that in Florida, you got parents going against DeSantis because he's saying, hey, the right to wear a mask or get vaccinated, I want to leave it up to the parents. And the parents said, no, the government should be able to tell us what to do. And the problem with that is that what people don't realize that are four mandatory vaccinations, this ain't a one-time thing. This ain't going to be for the next two years. They will get money forever. It's going to be forever. It's going, yeah, it's going to be forever, but it's also going to be what we tell y'all y'all going to get. See, when you, you never give up power, because once you give up power, you never get it back. Power yep. is taken. You don't give that up. And when you give up something like that, they go and now they're gonna. It's just like the soldier. You know it. Just like when you're in the military, you ain't got no choice over what you what they put in you. You are government issued property. That's what you are. Whatever we tell you to take these pills, this shot, you have to take it. So it's like when you giving up that particular part of your rights and your power. Now they're gonna tell you whatever. Oh yeah, well, you know, along with this other one that you're taking, the, you're taking the COVID, but we're gonna throw in this uh, 2319, this one's gonna go with something else just to help build up everything. It's like, well, wait a minute, why I got it? Well, it's mandatory, it's in the mandatory category. We now have a category of mandatory vaccinations. Everybody gotta get, how did we get here? By letting this one little COVID-19 sit on a soapbox and stand outside and talk to everybody. Right. And you know what, y'all? Another thing is like, when when has money ever superseded safety in our history, period? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, they was just better off saying like, look, we're going to open back up. Everybody need to take this vaccine or everybody going to die. Who going to have an argument with that, right? You know, that's when you ask to the question, to what extent? But if you got a choice and you looking and following the money and looking at the reasoning behind it, it's 72.3 billion people in the world and you getting a vaccine from every person two or three times a year, come on. What, <laughs> what you were just gonna say, let's go back to the shift in power. You, have, you asked it earlier, now we're gonna address it for a second. You got Biden and you got Trump. Two different theories, right? So now it came out under Trump administration and Trump said, look, people, stay at home, get your immune system up, take some hydrochloricin, do that stuff. He even was being funny at the statement of drink some Clorox. Now, I don't really think he was saying drink some Clorox. What no. he was telling us was, hey, look, there are so many other methods to get healed or to be okay with that we don't got to get the vaccination." Right. And I'm not mandating it. If you sick, stay home. If you're not, you can go out there and work and do what you're doing. Don't we not destroying capitalism according exactly. to the way we know capitalism to work and function in America, right? Biden comes in and he says, you know what? We putting the mask back in full effect. Y'all gonna get these things and we gonna control what you do and when you want. Cause now here's the thing. This is no longer gonna be capitalism. This is totalitarianism. Because once we mandate it, and I'm going to tell you that you can't go to work and you can't bring home no money, so then you can't go get groceries for your babies unless you do what I say and take the job. That's not capitalism. That's totalitarianism. <laughs> yes, exactly. The game just changed. Mm -hmm. So America, we know it gone. Yep, I agree. Look, another thing, I mean, I appreciate all y'all points and, and 
and I'm glad that y'all spoke about these things. Okay, another thing in the sheep society, Russell, Russell Westbrook, right? He just wore a dress. Now, I was raised by a firm man and strong man in my community. There's no way I could wear a dress. But my problem is in society, a lot of these people, they influential and nobody don't want this on their children. You understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, we control our own homes. My son, Joshua Britton, huh? you cannot wear a dress. How do y'all feel about this? Who going up first? No, I can speak. I have at it. I want to hear what the moms got to say about yeah, it. Y'all have at it. Listen, here's the thing. I just read a Chinese article about effeminate men and how uh, Artie Roosevelt was like, said, we got to go to war. That's how we end up going into war, like in 1912, right? So here's the deal. Even saying that going to war make you manly, we starting to do stuff like say okay to wear a man bag, say it's okay to wear a dress, say okay to wear a skirt. But the um, whole agenda is the 2030 agenda. If anybody don't know it, you need to know it. So every time the World Health Organization get together, they make every 10 to 20 years, they make a pocket of where they want the whole world to go. Yep. In the 2030 agenda, it states that there will be no gender bias. It will only be one gender, right? And there's a war on biological warfare. So that means, Tremaine, you're not a man by yourself as a man, and I'm not a woman by myself as a woman. So all the things that's naturally going to happen to me, my breasts going to grow and I'm going to have a cycle and all that stuff, oh, that don't really mean nothing. So the more you keep wiping out the theory and psychologically putting men in dresses and seeing the crossover, mm-hmm. then the more you can make it seem like it's not real. And so then they say that you were born biologically a sex, but you don't really know what you are. You don't really know what's going on with you. You can choose. It's an emotion. You're just psychologically not feeling good today. So what it does is keep detoxing our brain to the point that we will accept it when they do the 2030 agenda. Now, mind you, that's only in 10 years. Oh, it's my bad. We're in 2021. That's in nine years. Year. Mm-hmm. So they are forcing it. And so if you want to know what's happening and why we're seeing it in such grand dupe, all our actresses, all our men, the, the purses, the dresses, the skirts, the movies, it's because they have to exasperate the agenda and they don't got a lot of time to do it. And if you keep programming us, remember, if we keep seeing something, we'll start accepting it as the norm. And it's not, exactly. And we don't keep fighting back and say, no, I, I, the best way I can put it before I shut up was this. I love Lucy and Bill Cosby. We both saw those shows for a lifetime, right? Lucy Ricardo was married to her husband. So they were married, but they slept in separate beds. Look at what TV did. They wouldn't even let us see two family men and a, a man and a woman that was married in the same bed because they didn't want to influence how children grew up thinking, right? Then we get all the way to the Cosby show and you saw both Bill and, Cam- and Camille and at terms, quote unquote, in the bed, but they never slept together. Either Bill is up under the cover or... Felicia Rashad was up under the cover, so they kept it separated so our brains could process that husband and wives go together, but, you know, whatever happens, use your imagination. And then we get to now, and you can see any and everything. It's called social conditioning. And so all they got to do is keep on doing what they do, slowly but surely, because we're sheep, right? Ghosts, ghosts go in, and they fighting back. You cannot train a goat, but a sheep, you can put it to sleep. It will follow the master. Okay. So 2030 agenda, that's what's going on. And either we fight back or that's what's going to happen. Okay, Brian, your thoughts. Your thoughts, Brian. Let Chang go. Chang, is your... Is your oh, me? Oh, okay. Is your son wearing a dress? Oh, no, 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 no. When you 18 and grown in, in your own house, you can do whatever you want. But no, I would not be putting no dress on my son or none of that stuff. No, um, I think, you know, it's agenda. And they programming these kids to think like stuff that 
you know, when we grew up, you know, it was different. This generation, they put in all kinds of mess. And I feel like children shouldn't even be exposed to that at all. The different, oh, if you want to be a girl, you can wear a dress and, and wear pink and, and put on makeup. Oh, you want to be a boy, oh, you can cut your breast off and you can be a boy and all this crazy mess. You know, let kids be kids. And it's like they put in on all the cartoons, all the kid program. You really have to watch what your kids are looking at because you don't know what they programming your kids to think or view. You really got to watch because like she said, the idiot box, they program, put a lot of stuff on this TV, social media, all kinds of programming. And they're basically programming these kids at two. So you really got to be vigilant as a parent and watch what your kids watching and be able to own kids. It's a lot of deep masculine um, or the black male. I never, I have not seen any white celebrities with a dress on. Not one. Yeah, and then, but see, that would go deeper. This is like, this is when you need a follow-up too from this conversation. Because not only is it, you just said that you haven't seen it in any Caucasian celebrities, you got to think they have to totally reprogram African-American. Totally got to break us down. Okay, let's hear from Brian. So, last I checked, this is America. So when it comes to men wearing dresses, women wanting to be men and all that kind of stuff, my thing is this, you should be able to. The problem that I have is when you're trying to put it on children. Children should not be in adult situations and they should not be able to make adult choices. A kid being able to choose if he or she is going to be a girl or boy should never happen. If you are born whatever sex that you are and you feel on the inside that you're a different sex, then when you become an adult, you can live that life. The thing about that we have here as far as the men and women in dresses and all of this kind of stuff, they're just trying to blur the lines of sexuality and gender on on TV. We can't control that. But the big difference between today and what used to be is that there were fathers in homes. Those fathers being in the homes, like you said in the beginning, your father wouldn't let you wear your dress, wouldn't let you wear a dress. Even if you wanted to, you could have cried, screamed and yelled and all that. Big Rotto wasn't going to let you wear no dress because you had a father in the home. Mm -hmm. Fathers are the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. They just are. That's their job. They are there. So even the stuff that you saw on TV, the things that you saw on TV, even though back then some stuff was considered racy, you know, seeing the uh, uh, <clears throat> I remember the fight scene on Dynasty when uh, um, Blake's wife and, and the other chick, I forgot, but they finally had a fight. That was something had never been seen. Before. Oh, man, they was fighting for real. It was crazy. But television is always going to progress and do what it does because they're getting ratings. They got to be more racier. Think about the, the whole era of Jerry Springer and Jenny Jones and all of those talk shows and all that kind of stuff. That was just debauchery at its finest. But it was slowly desensitizing us and changing us. But it's fathers that say, hey, I know you just watched that, but that's TV, boy. Look here, girl. You see this love and hip hop shit? That's TV. You don't act like that. And that was our thing that we saw coming up. There was a lot of stuff that we saw on TV that was like, man, that's wild. Oh, man, that's crazy. But it was a thing where I can't do that. Why? Because my daddy said so. Because my parents won't allow it. There were plenty of things that I could not do because of that. I remember when uh, whatchamacallit came out, Boys in the Hood came out. All my friends went. I couldn't go. My daddy had to take me. Because right when the show was getting released at one theater somewhere, a fight broke out. Didn't nobody get shot, but a fight broke out. My mama said, you ain't going to that. You got to go with your daddy. But it was just that type of protection that we had in the home. And because we've lost that, now we have television being that not just a, a source for or as a media outlet, but it is also raising our children. Napira, would you spend $3,000 on a Gucci purse? Personally, no, I would not spend $3,000 on a Gucci purse, even if I had it. My main reason is because I believe in building generational wealth. I have five children. I would make sure they got stocks and bonds and all my ducks is in a row. So consciously, I cannot see justifying having a $3,500 purse. 
especially when there's so many other things that's needed to build what you call true generational wealth. There's this thing where we could be hundredaires, you know, that means you got some hundreds in the bank and then you can have thousands in the bank, but, and then you can even have a million in the bank, but if it's not doing and making money or being where it can create more wealth, then once you spend it, it's gone. So just spending that kind of money without setting a marker for my kids, my grand, great grandkids to have that money, eventually, then no, I can't justify it. And it doesn't even matter how much I see on love and hip hop or any of those other things. Okay, what about you, Chan? Um, no, especially if I don't priority straight. I'm going to make sure, you know, my rent paid, car insurance and whatnot, car note, everything I need to pay. I did I put some savings to the side for a rainy day fund? Did I invest in some stocks? Because that's going to grow my money, you know, for retirement. So I can't justify buying $3,000 a purse if I don't have $3,000 in my purse or my bank account or whatnot. If I don't have that money, I'm not, I can't justify that. Mm-mm. Okay, um, well, society may um, give one the reason to believe that, you know, having a Gucci or a Birkeland bag or, you know, having a specific type of man or how to obtain a specific type of man is viable to everyday life and obtainable, you know, in itself. But you might not be qualified, you know, to get what you're looking for. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to say like, we the biggest consumers of everything, but we don't own anything, nothing. Why? Do you think it's because we're trying to keep up with the Joneses? Do you think it's because we haven't been taught anything? Do you think our ancestors dropped the ball? What's your thoughts? Well, it's a mixture of all of that. In the beginning, you got to understand that our wealth was taken from us. So then as we saw the other generation, particularly we're saying Caucasians start having things, we wanted the thing. But what we're not looking at is the things that we are now wanting that they tell us that we need that make us appear to be wealthy. It came up under foundation for them. So they built ladders and ladders and ladders. And so they got a strong foundation. So the things that they make or all the fancy stuff they tell you that symbolizes wealth, they got the structure behind it. So our problem come in is because we don't have the bones. We don't have the same structure. We're not built under that same skeleton. So we can't do what they do and we can't have what they have at that moment. I'm not saying don't have it, don't have the riches. I'm saying that we need the structure to be able to obtain those riches, to be able to sustain those riches. Because even if you get it, if you buy 300 pair of Jordans, $300 Jordans, because your foot is a size 12, and you buy 50 of them, but you got five kids, tell me how that's practical. So you spent $3,000 on shoes for your feet that's going to wear out but you don't have anything in a trust fund or a bond or something that's growing that's going to materialize your kids some wealth. So the reason why we have this gap is because we didn't have that time that they had. They stole it all. There was just an article today that I read about a beachfront property where it, there was a booming black resort that was in California that the Caucasians was angry about. So they stole it from them and put legal laws against it and bankrupt the family. And now the government just signed the law again, a hundred years later, giving the family back its property. But look how much generational wealth they lost. Mm -hmm. Right, they actually suffered in real time. So what's your thoughts, Chang? Um, I agree with Napira. I mean, I feel like as you know, black people, we really got to get our priorities straight and we really need to focus on that generational wealth because we're so, it's, the wealth gap is so large compared to white and black people. It's a large gap and it might take generation upon generation to even catch up um, because like Napier said, they did steal everything and they have like hundreds of years head start against us. So 
trying to focus on looking rich and having all this designer. That's not the priority. The priority is building a generational wealth. You know, I want to have money, enough money to, you know, okay, I left my uh, nephew some money. I left my nieces some money. Oh, they going to have this house and that, you know, I'm going to, you know, pass this house down to them. And they wouldn't have to hurt for nothing. That's what we need to be focusing on, building our wealth and trying to get up to speed because the wealth gap is huge. I agree. And, you know, another thing, you know, um, you know, you can um, correlate this to sheep society, like in the black community, we always kicking our kids out when they 18, as opposed <laughs> to other ethnicities, you know, their kids go to school, they graduate from college, they come home and stack money for three years, then they go and be off about their business. So they have money stacked, they have a good support system, and they um, put in a, in a um, position to be successful. You understand what I'm saying? When we automatically old when we get out of college, we automatically owe somebody we already in a hole as it is. So um, we're going to drop the mic on Riders Live. Napira, what's your final thoughts? Well, my final thoughts is this. You know, my dad taught me some years ago when I wanted the big Nikes and the, uh, what was the Barclays and the Jordans? Because those were the big things in my day. He's like, look, you can go and pick out the shoe, but you can't buy that shoe. It was like, you look at that shoe, you buy a shoe because it's necessary. You put half of that money up and then you go buy a pair of shoes because you got to wear it and then let that money grow for you. Do things with yourself, with your money. So my final thought is, I don't want to follow the Joneses. I'm not jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge just because you did. I don't want to drown. I want to live. I want my kids to live and I want to pass them on generational wealth. All right. We're dropping the mic, uh, Chang. What's your last thought? Um, you didn't keep up with the Joneses. You can still dress stylish and look good, you know, on a budget. You know, have your priorities straight. That's what you need to focus on, not looking rich and being poor. When the poor people, you know, the rich people be looking homeless half the time. They don't put all that, you know, energy in looking rich and having this designer bag and this nice BMW car, Lexus or whatever the hot car is and all this mess. When you need to be looking at building that generational wealth and have it, leaving a legacy for your children, your nieces and nephews or whoever in your family. That's the focus, not this following mess with, oh, I got to have the latest shoes and the Birkin bags and all that mess. Let's build generational wealth. Hey, I appreciate y'all dropping the mic on Riders Live. I also appreciate Brian Redman, our other guests from the Relationship Rehab and United Guns of America for sitting in on the show. He had to go. And um, this has been the Sheep Society on Riders Live. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>